Welcome to In Conversation with Lyndon Terracini, the podcast where we meet the extraordinary talents, both on stage and off, working at Opera Australia. These conversations were all originally filmed for our streaming service, OATV. You can find more online at tv.opera.org.au, as well as full productions and behind-the-scenes footage. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to OATV and my very special guest today, the Honourable Don Harwin. Now, Don, you're Minister for many things, but um, we want to talk to you about the arts because Mm -hmm. I know it's a great passion of yours. Um, You were born to uh, Don and Evelyn Harwin, so you're Don Junior. Uh, Almost. Uh, My middle name's different to Dad, but yes, Uh I was definitely named after him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you you became affiliated with the Liberal Party when you were very young at university, president of the Young Liberals and so on. Yes. So was politics a part of the household around the kitchen table? Funnily enough, it wasn't. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think my parents always inspired uh, in me uh, a love of learning Mm -hmm. uh, and provided me with books, Mm -hmm. uh, even provided me with... Uh, and encyc- a set of encyclopedias when I was seven or eight, oh, children's wow. botanicas. My God. And uh, I, I, it sounds a bit nerdy, but uh, the truth is I you know, you know, enjoyed looking through them yeah, yeah. and uh, learnt a lot. I love maps and, uh, and all of those things. Mm. And uh, I think that also inspired in me an interest in current offence mm-hmm. uh, and... Uh, Eventually politics, and I'm not quite sure how it happened, mm-hmm. but uh, once you, you, I think, become interested in history, uh, in current affairs, it's almost inevitable mm. that you'll get interested mm. in the political process. Uh, but there was no real family background mm-hmm. uh, in politics. And, and what about um, arts and cultural events? Because you're a very passionate arts mm. minister. Yep. Um, you don't only come to Opera Australia and the ballet, but you go to s- small events, uh, the smaller ensembles that are in mm-hmm. Sydney. You mentioned before before we came on camera about the Bermagui Arts Festival. Yes. So things like that. So there's obviously this um, genuine passion for mm. it. So where did that come from? Well, that's easier to, uh, to speak about. Both of my parents played musical instruments uh-huh. and uh, they insisted that all three of their children learn um, uh, the uh, piano, mm. which I did mm. uh, for many years. Mm. Uh, although, um, sadly, I gave, uh, gave it up uh, just before I started doing the HSC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, I, I regret that. Mm. Uh, uh, another of my sisters gave it up at a similar la- age, uh-huh. but one's kept it on uh-huh. and plays beautifully and has uh-huh. a piano in her, her home. And my mother, at the age of 84, still pl- 83, I should say, sorry, Mum, uh, still <laughs> plays uh, and uh, has terrific. a beautiful piano, the piano we had uh, in our home. Mm. Uh, and we also had, uh, uh, they had records. We had a record player uh-huh. and uh, there were... Uh, there were certainly, there, there weren't a large number of records, mm. but my parents had an eclectic sort of musical taste mm. back in the 60s, mm. and uh, we'd love having them played. Mm. And my mother used to play the piano and I would sing. This oh, is when lovely. I was about uh, <laughs> four or five, but yes. Yeah. So, and so, so there's always been music in the house and I've always had a love of music. That's fantastic. So did you play together as a family, you know? In, uh, you mentioned that your mum 
played and uh, you sang, but uh, did you get together as a family playing and singing? Or? No, yeah. <laughs> not really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then also we were a quite religious family. Yeah. So there was a lot of church music, mm -hmm. uh, music at church uh, in um, uh, the church where uh, I went mm. uh, as a, a, a boy and a teenager. Mm. And I loved the singing. Yeah, well, that's fantastic. Recently, you, you mentioned uh, the development of a beautiful old building in Sydney for mm. orchestral playing. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because it's a fantastic yeah. thing to do. Well, I have an aspiration, mm. uh, and at the moment it is only an aspiration. Mm. Uh, it still has to go through all the proper processes yeah. of government. To have what's called uh, an orchestra centre, mm. uh, and its role would really be as a hub for not just the larger um, uh, orchestras, mm. uh, but in particular emerge, young emerging orchestras mm. uh, uh, and most certainly the Sydney Youth Orchestras mm. and uh, everything in between mm. to be co-located, uh, to have rehearsal spaces, uh, to have spaces where they can record, mm. uh, uh, including digital recording, mm. um, uh, not just for sound, but mm -hmm. also for vision. Uh, that they would have storage spaces, that would have administrative spaces, but most importantly also that there would be a, uh, a, a range of uh, uh, recital spaces mm. which would complement the excellent recital spaces that we've already got, mm. including the City Recital Hall mm. uh, and the even larger, when it comes back on stream at the end of the year, mm. uh, Concert Hall yeah. at Sydney Opera House. So mm. smaller spaces that are more economic for uh, the, uh, the uh, emerging orchestras, mm. uh, the youth orchestras, uh, and also the ensembles, the chamber music ensembles, mm. who find it difficult to fill a 1,500-seat yeah. uh, auditory uh, recital hall and would find it completely impossible to fill a 2,500-seat yeah. concert hall. Mm. Uh, so I'm thinking more about a, a 500, 400 perhaps, mm. uh, and a 700. Yeah. Uh, as something that would be really valuable for Sydney. I think one of the things I constantly confront as Arts Minister across art forms uh, is that there are just uh, too few performance spaces. Mm. Mm. And that's something that uh, very slowly I'm trying to change. Mm. I've already had a big win in mm. terms of the Theatre Royal. Yeah. I couldn't be more Which happy. Is fantastic. Uh, but what we've actually found is uh, certainly the, in the arts there's a difference between uh, what I'd call the, uh, uh, the supported sector mm. uh, and the purely commercial yeah. sector of the arts. Mm. Um, but even for the purely commercial section of mm. the arts, there's this market failure between the capacity... Uh, I mean, certainly there are plenty of producers mm who would take on a, a performance space and put something on. Mm. But there are not plenty of investors who will build those performance mm. spaces because it involves so much expenditure of capital. Yeah. So the key for the Theatre Royal was the government um, curing that mar market failure by leasing that facility from Dexas. So mm. I'm very proud of that. No, it's fantastic. Mm. And uh, I know Howard Panter well, and I know mm. how happy he is about it. And also, too, it's, it's a fantastic thing to have as part of the ecology of the arts sector. Mm. Um, well, I'm, I was about to say in Sydney, but it actually affects not only Sydney but New South Wales and all of Australia. Mm. And so Sydney, with these sorts of initiatives, is become becoming, I believe, the, the, the hub 
of, of the arts industry for the entire nation. Mm. And it's, it's, it's vitally important to have uh, these, these structures or these buildings, as you say, so that emerging companies and also, you know, it's, it's sort of like um, a tiered yep. um, notion of performance. And, um, and making these things available is fantastic for the whole arts industry, yeah. which includes the commercial sector. So obviously it will be a game, going back to the orchestra centre, mm. if we can um, uh, navigate the complex decision making, which mm. is always involved in yeah. deciding how you use spaces mm. and, and obtain a space, uh, then I think it will transform uh, uh, the orchestral uh, and ensemble um, mm sector of music yeah. uh, in Sydney. Uh, it really will. Yeah. I think we're very lucky. We most certainly uh, have the best symphony orchestra mm. in Australia, if yeah. not the Asia Pacific. Uh, we have uh, other brilliant orchestras, mm. the ACO, one of mm. the leading chamber orchestras mm. in the world, and Brandenburg, yeah. who, who cover that Australia wonderful orchestra. niche. Yeah. Well, I was going to mention uh, yeah. Nicolette and her, yeah. uh, her wonderful orchestra, which I heard mm. last night, yeah. in fine form. Mm. Uh, they, they absolutely are, and we've had that mm. discussion, as you may yeah. be well aware, with, um, with, uh, with Opera Australia mm. about the capacity for it to make use of the orchestra centre yeah. as well, particularly the rehearsal spaces, yeah. uh, which the rehearsal spaces are actually the key. There yeah. are just far too few rehearsal mm. spaces in Sydney. Sydney Youth Orchestra have, you know, uh, 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 are rehearsing in a school hall. Mm. They have no home. Mm. They've never had a home, mm. and it's just not good enough. Yeah. I like. I love the way you picked up on what's a shared aspiration that mm. I have, which is that Sydney should be the leading art city. Yeah. I think it is already the leading Absolutely. city for music, yeah. Yeah. easily, yeah. Uh, and in so many other respects as well. But mm. this is a critical piece of infrastructure yeah. that will complement the $2 billion cultural infrastructure spend mm. that we've already got underway in New South Wales. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, we uh, COVID has been really interesting. Mm. COVID was terrible for the arts. Mm. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Mm. But New South Wales handled the COVID pandemic very well. I agree. And is recovering virtually faster than anywhere else in the world. Mm. And is now coming to the in, uh, attention of producers, directors, mm. performers, mm. creatives all around the world. Mm. And I think we have a moment in time right now which we need to capture, mm. uh, and I am determined to capture it. Yeah. Well, I, th I agree with you in terms of the venues too, because, or the rehearsal spaces, because, um, as you know, we have big uh, spaces in this uh, building, uh, but when we're doing a big opera, mm. uh, we can't have a zitzbrober, that is the rehearsal mm. with all the singers and the orchestra and so on, in any of these spaces. They're simply too small. Mm. And you know, because we're playing uh, with our orchestra, the Opera Australia Orchestra, in the theatre, we don't have enough time to have zitzprobers on the stage. Mm -hmm. So you know, we're looking for spaces all around Sydney, yep. and we go, and it's very, very difficult, particularly mm. um, when you're doing works of scale. Mm. So um, obviously, one, one day when we develop this building, mm. uh, we'll build in a purpose-built space. But yes. in the meantime, you know, we're struggling to find somewhere. It's a very important aspect of music making and, yeah. and the cultural life of Sydney. Mm. Um, let me ask you one thing. You mentioned before the, um, the art sector and, and there is the commercial sector. 
but uh, as you know, with Opera Australia, we're we're doing things commercially to mm -hmm. make ends meet, and uh, to which means we can do different things. Yes. Uh, in the theatre, where do you see the whole uh, arts industry going? Oh, well, that's an interesting question. Mm. Uh, look, I'm a big supporter of what you've been doing. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, I think it's important uh, that every arts company seeks uh, to make sure they're viable. Mm. And I, uh, in particular, uh, think what Opera Australia has done in um, uh, being one of the least reliant mm. opera companies in the world on government funding, mm. if not the most, mm. is an, extraordinarily, an extraordinary outcome and positions you extremely well uh, to uh, keep the spirit of opera alive mm. in this country. Uh, because you are running your own race. Mm. Uh, we are still very significant partners. Absolutely. I mean, the New South Wales government over the last eight years has given Opera Australia almost $30 million. Mm. Uh, so there is still very significant support for mm. there, just as there was for restarting after COVID. Mm. But you are focused on trying to be viable. Mm. You are a company that develops extraordinarily good relations uh, with the people who love your art form mm. so that uh, you're grounded mm. uh, and you are trying as best you can and I know COVID has been a huge mm. challenge to be viable and to uh, have the resources to be able to survive long term no mm. matter what happens. Yeah. So you are a model really uh, for what so many other companies mm. should be doing. On the other hand of course you are a almost a behemoth on the, <laughs> exactly. uh, as an employer yeah. uh, on the art stage. Mm. And the future will always be how we support um, emerging artists. Mm. So a lot of my uh, attention necessarily uh, is on emerging artists. Mm. Uh, but, uh, and I've almost forgotten your question now. Oh, but well, I mean, you're sort of answering it in, in all sorts of different ways because it's, you know, where is the future of the arts industry everywhere, I suppose, because, yep. as you say, COVID uh, has yes. given us a reality check. Well, it's, a, yes. And, um, and, you know, yes. we uh, need to It was to a very money. existential question, which I was probably trying to run away from. <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, look, the future of the arts industry in Australia, I think, is very bright. Mm. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Creative industries generally uh, in the post-industrial society that we live in mm. are absolutely crucial. Mm. Are absolutely crucial because you, uh, a machine can't write an opera. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, and there will always be an incredibly important role for the creatives. And of course in um, highly developed societies like the one we live in, mm. Increasingly, there will be um, uh, less work uh, in um, uh, knowledge-rich, mm. less work in uh, industries which are not knowledge-rich. Mm. That's a huge challenge for mm. all governments. Mm. Uh, but it's, as I see it, an opportunity for the creative industries. Mm. And I think, I think the, the key for the arts is uh, trying to make people understand that it's not just an indulgence, mm. not just a pastime, mm. uh, not just uh, the big killer, mm. something that only the elite are inter yeah. interested in. It's really not. No. Uh, the engagement of, us, of Australians with creative industries is enormous. Mm. 
And what is becoming increasingly clear is that the engagement of uh, a variety of demographic groups mm. with the arts produces great and important social outcomes mm. as well. For example, the exposure of young people to music mm. in terms of improving educational outcomes. Yeah. Uh, the exposure of early onset dementia patients mm. to music to slow the onset mm. of dementia. Mm. Uh, the exposure of patients in hospital recovering from surgery or from a disease mm. with exposure to art mm. or to music. Mm. These are social goods which mm. are not well understood in the, uh, amongst decision makers. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we need to be talking more, but increasingly a lot of companies already do good work in this area. Mm. And we, uh, as uh, as policymakers, as pr practitioners, as creatives, need to be talking more together mm. about how we can form partnerships uh, with industry and with government um, to uh, expand creative industries in this country. Because I actually believe uh, we are in a, a part of the world where our creative industries can be a source not just uh, of uh, excitement and delight, but right. also uh, something that's an asset to this country. Yeah, look, I couldn't agree more with you, but, and, and obviously um, we do. We have a, a huge schools program mm. where we play to eighty thousand school kids every yep. year, and it's not. Uh, and you and I were fortunate in that we grew up with music in the home. Yep. We always played instruments. It, it's not that uh, everyone is going to be, become a performer, uh, but it does make you a much more rounded human being. And a, Without doubt, and a, and a human being that deals mm -hmm. with um, a complex society that we all live in at the moment. Mm. Um, but I, look, I agree too that the, the benefits of music in all those other sectors that you outlined are extraordinary, mm. and uh, and we and that's, that's part of what we need to be doing too as arts organisations. We should be talking about a lot more as well. Mm. Um, so, in in terms of um, Sydney, and that's been. Uh, you've covered that very well. Uh, but um, what do you see for people who live in regional New South Wales? The whole issue of cultural equity is something that I've grappled with from day one hmm. uh, as Arts Minister. And I am a very firm believer that every community, no matter where it is in New South Wales, deserves its fair share of the arts and culture hmm. spend. Hmm. There is no doubt that uh, there is a, a lot of money being spent on venues uh, and performance spaces in Sydney. Mm. So I insisted from day one there had to be a, a regional cultural fund mm. as well mm. so that there were, uh, so that uh, some of, I mean, we were only able to do things like fix the Opera House, frankly, because we made tough decisions for the first couple of years that we were in government mm. uh, and uh, took a really controversial policy mm. to uh, an election in um, 2015 uh, and the electorate supported us. Yeah. And so that was what enabled us mm. to have the big expenditure. But I said there had to be a complementary expenditure in the regions mm. as well for regional facilities. Mm. So we're investing in 136 separate projects right around New South Wales. That's fantastic. Uh, to make sure we're getting high quality facilities mm. uh, for the arts in the regions mm. uh, as well. And that uh, goes from, for example, 
a massive overhaul of Grafton Art Gallery, which mm -hmm. was our base, the Clarence, Clarence Valley Art Gallery at Grafton, yeah. which was is, uh, our third biggest project. Mm. Massive. Mm. Uh, and now, a really, uh, for, a, for a city like Grafton, uh, they now have a space, an art, uh, an art gallery space, which can take travelling e exhibitions from uh, state or national galleries. Mm. Right? So that people from Grafton don't have to travel to Sydney or Canberra anymore. Mm. Yeah. They can go to their, their gallery and they've got a now a hugely expanded gallery mm. where they can go and see things. Mm. Um, uh, last week I opened up uh, a, a big overhaul of a museum in Dubbo. Mm -hmm. Uh, in the old Dubbo Jail, mm -hmm. which is just just fabulous mm. to go and see mm. it. Mm. Uh, I uh, visited uh, recently uh, in Daniloquin, yeah. uh, a building which has been converted, which now has a community radio station, which mm -hmm. has a small gallery in it, which has um, studio mm. uh, facilities. Uh, and uh, and then I got showed a... a um, uh, a capacity for another project. And they said, can you extend the, uh, the, the, the fund so that we can get <laughs> some money so that we've got this fantastic uh, uh, performance space in the mm. town hall? I mean, these are the sort of things actually that bring real uh, pleasure to me as a mm. person who lived in regional New South yeah. Wales for 18 years. Yeah. Uh, because I know in those 18 years, I didn't come to Sydney that much to go mm. to performances. Mm. Uh, People, uh, some people presumed uh, when I became arts minister that I always went mm. to this. Mm. I couldn't do it yeah. when I lived yeah. in the bush. Yeah. And it, it's very important to me that there are the performance spaces, the gallery spaces, mm. the museums, mm. uh, the creating spaces yeah. Yeah. Uh, in regional areas yeah. so that the regions don't miss out. Look, I couldn't agree more. I, you know, I started a company in regional Australia. Northern you did, Norpa. Yeah. You're, you know, as you well know, yeah. got a big grant to, exactly, to yeah. and it's fantastic. fix it. And so it continues on. But yeah. I've seen, you know, the, and some of the people in, who work in the arts in regional Australia, you know, in Orange, for example, the work they're doing there, that cultural precinct they have, oh, yeah. it's fantastic, you know. It's really, and there are wonderful people that are mm. so enthusiastic and so committed mm. to it. And it's great. Well, to Orange see. Art Gallery is effectively being doubled in size. Yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, and uh, it, yeah, it's a great outcome. Yeah, 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 it is. Well, Minister, it's been lovely talking to you today, and thank you wow. for coming in. The time's gone quickly. <laughs> it has gone quickly. We could talk all day. <laughs> <We could. laughs> but it's fantastic hearing about all these projects. And congratulations yeah. uh, to you and the government on doing such a wonderful job mm -hmm. uh, for Sydney and for New South Wales. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you, Lyndon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to In Conversation with Lyndon Terracini. We hope you've enjoyed the chat and we'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast. That way, you'll get each new episode as they're released. We also hope to see you in the theatre in the not-too-distant future. And you can stay up to date with all we've got going on at opera.org.au.